Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Medina Talks. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to recenter and refocus when life feels chaotic and you feel like you're not in the best place. I'm going to share my story and I'm going to tell you how I recenter and refocus myself. That first step is awareness, and that's important. If you're interested in hearing about that topic, then we'll dive right in. But before I do, remember if you're new here, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Don't forget to check out my first episode where I share a little bit about me, why I'm starting this podcast, my values, my background, and we discuss about what your why is and what your purpose is. It'll give you a little bit more insight into this podcast. Anyway, all that to say, let's dive right in. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to be calling this episode yet, but a month ago I talked about the grass is green where you water it. That episode, if you haven't listened to it yet, this is a part two, so I'd highly recommend checking out that episode first. It's gonna, it's on this platform, whatever platform you're listening to, podcasts or um, Spotify. I that's that's I did not make sense. It's going to be on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So I just felt a really big calling to this topic because I was listening to um, an episode on the Huberman Lab podcast where he was interviewing David Goggins. I don't know if any of you guys have heard um, of who he is. He's a former Navy SEAL who has crushed those triathlons where you do a bunch of like over 26 mile races and it's not just running. You also do different trials where you swim and stuff like that. Um, He's completed a bunch of those and he is just very well known for having this really strong discipline. Uh, Every single day he um, would wake up and do the things that he didn't want to do and he didn't he doesn't necessarily live a life that most people understand because he's doing the hard things but he lives a more fulfilled life and he's happy with that life or whatever he considers happy because I that's not the point I remember just listening to the episode where he's saying I don't even really know what happened like I don't think about that so um irrelevant but in this episode they talk about point being is he came from a poor household where his parents uh his dad was abusive he didn't have a stable um house life he um had ADHD and um I believe a learning disability don't quote me on that but he also had trouble he didn't know how to read and write in high school And he went from that to now being very well educated, very well successful. He lives a very disciplined life and he he does it all for himself. And all of that is building good habits and taking care of yourself. So to preface this, I want to give you an example of the week that I've been having. So the last week, I felt like I was having a lot of FOMO. I don't know if you guys ever get into those moods where... um, you just feel like you're focused, your focus is outward. You kind of feel like you're missing out. You're worrying about other people. Sometimes you're just like a little bit more sensitive and feel like you're worrying about um, your friends not liking you, people hanging out without you. Uh, Every decision that I was making didn't feel like it was for myself. It felt like it was for people outside of me, for others. And 
one of the reasons, of course, being on my period or PMSing, that's a time where I'm highly sensitive. I'm more anxious. And those are the times where I need to really be focusing on myself and and taking those building blocks that I should have been doing before being on my period and continuing that. So because that's when I have um, a little rough area in my life. And I was also going through personal issues in my life that was contributing to this and making me feel um more anxious, more insecure. Um, And in those moments where I should have been picking up on those good habits that I was building over the last year, which is going to the gym, doing my journaling, writing my gratitude list, um, making sure that I'm taking care of my sleep, making sure my food is good. And I'm just, you know, focusing on my priorities. Like what is up on my priority list? Like working on my podcast, making sure my school is intact. And if I have time for anything else, then I will make space for that, which is connection and relationships. But in this week, my whole focus was relationships and connections. And other people may be different. They may feel like they're more avoidant when they're going through a hard time and they may feel like they regress. They want to be alone more. Um, I tend to be a type of person that when I'm going through uh, a hard time, this is kind of um, where my attachment style comes into play. So essentially our attachment styles come from when we are babies to the points where we don't even remember from around zero to I believe age two or three. It's a theory that tells us what our emotional attachments are and that we've formed from our primary caregivers, whether it's your mom, whether it's your adopted parents, whether it's from foster care or whether you're neglected. So that prime time in your life influences the way that you um react emotionally when you're either triggered when it comes to relationships so for me when I'm triggered I tend to have there's four there's a few different types the four main ones that I know about is anxious attachment style there is um avoidant attachment style there's you can be a combination of both anxious avoidant secure attachment style is um when you don't really you're, you're presenting as healthy. You, re, you react normally when you get into a disagreement with someone. When you're triggered, um, you know, you don't necessarily regress. You form um, healthy uh, coping styles for what you're going through and you process it in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Um, I can definitely go. It's, it's very complex to kind of explain short form. I can do a more detailed episode on that but your attachment um my attachment style is anxious uh attachment style so when I start to when I get triggered is um it could be something that someone said or did that um I can't really control how I get triggered it happens on an unconscious level and my body just reacts but what I can control is how I deactivate myself so get myself from that anxious triggered state to a more calm state where I feel like I'm in a good zone where I I can think clearly um I know I I have the ability to reflect I'm less emotional and I'm more my brain my cognitive brain has the ability my conscious brain has the ability to um, make good decisions so point of that being is I was in my uh anxious zone all week and I didn't realize that I was 
just pushing all of my emotions down. I just kept feeling the need to cry. I don't know if you guys have felt that way um, where you feel the need to cry but you just can't and you just don't and it's because I'm I've been avoiding um I've been avoiding how I've been feeling and I didn't even realize that I was doing that. I was distracting myself. I was watching a lot of TV because usually what I try to do is when I'm not feeling good, I've been learning this in therapy and I try to bring awareness to how I'm feeling. So the only way I can overcome this emotion and it doesn't build up in me is for me to be aware of that, for me to process it, for me to come down from that emotion and really... um, journal like pretty much journaling is a good way of doing that for me or just talking it out I remember I talked out my issue with a friend and I realized whoa I was just holding this in there's so much going on that you don't realize is happening in your body and your brain at an unconscious level Uh, but the more that you bring awareness to your emotions and the more that you take the time to try and help yourself and make your uh bring attention to your emotions and how you're feeling to process it properly the best better uh you get the the more the better and easier it gets for you to process your emotions so that you're not stuck in that limbo period where you just are pushing things down or you just go from being anxious to not anxious but point of that being is I was so anxious all week I was having a really hard time focusing on school on anything and I kept pushing it down um and I lost all my habits. I wasn't, I, like I said, I wasn't running, like working out. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't um, doing the things that make me feel good. Going on my walks in the morning. I kind of, I stopped, I realized I stopped exercising when school got busy. And I stopped a lot of my habits and I just focused on school. So for me, self-care is also the habits that make you feel good so I also would do cold showers that's one of the things so cold showers journaling gratitude list and also um exercise those are the most important things for me to be able to have a good overall life I don't necessarily need cold showers but those are things that help me get out of my anxious zone and I feel like when I'm not doing good um and when I'm doing good it still just makes me feel better getting stepping into that cold water I can have a whole conversation about cold showers and 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 ice buckets whatever it's called the cold plunges um because I think it's so good for you and I've seen firsthand the benefits of it which is why I feel sometimes addicted to it less about cold showers I prefer the cold plunges at the sauna but um that's a whole other topic but I I noticed I wasn't keeping up with those habits and all I kept doing I had major FOMO I couldn't make a decision or think clearly I kept doing things um to stick with the people around me like let's say my roommates were hanging out and chatting I knew that I had to go edit my podcast or I knew I had an assignment that I needed to do but I was just in that anxious state and for me the easiest as with my attachment style the easiest thing for me to do is just I crave more connection in that moment and I crave to be around people and I want to make sure that you know people are filling up my cup and making me feel like I'm loved and value instead of filling my own self worth cup so that's when it becomes problematic if you ever feel like your your self-worth is being filled by other people like being noticed by other people being liked by other people it's it's another form in my opinion of instant gratification because I'm just easily getting like a, a quick dopamine hit from getting validation from outside of myself and it 
it, it clicked on me. It dawned on me. I need to be doing the things that will like I need to refocus myself. I need to be doing the things that make me better that that are uh, aligned with my personal values and everything else shouldn't be important and I felt like I was like a yo-yo I didn't know how to make a decision and I didn't like I f it felt so I felt so stressed because I felt like I was being thrown around um and doing things for other people and I didn't want people to be mad at me and I felt so terrible and I was just very sensitive to rejection um and the way that I can get back to myself, if you feel like this has ever happened to you, we need to like recenter. It's okay if you have setbacks. You know, that's the one thing I found with my mental health journey and healing and learning the tools to become a more securely attached person, to become, um, to be, to have more progress in my mental health is you know, just being okay with the setbacks. Life is two steps forward and one step back. And when it comes to those setbacks, instead of being hard on yourself and saying, damn, I, I have to start all over again and I haven't been doing the things that I'm doing. I don't like, I'm a terrible person. That stops you. Don't say that. That stops you from even trying again your mindset is a big factor in this and you need to be your biggest supporter and tell yourself that's okay let's pick yourself back up and let's start again let's refocus and recenter meditation okay I have my list in front of me because I for some reason was just all of it was just all over the face all the all the habits just kind of like disappeared out of my head but taking a deep breath like one of the things that I used to do is because I would work out when I would work out regularly at the end I would do stretching and then I would do um, a five minute meditation and I listened to calming anxiety it's a podcast on Spotify that I really love and they have gu different guided meditations that talk about different topics uh, motivating you and just making you feel more centered so that's I still haven't done that to be honest but I'm taking it one step at a time because I can't I can't do everything I don't I don't need all of these things to feel good I just have to do a little bit of that list sporadically and build up to make sure it fits in my life because I still have school I still have work there's a reason I stopped uh working out and doing all the things because I my priorities kind of shifted and school just got busier and I just forgot so now we're gonna try and find little ways to build all those habits into to add those habits into my week without overwhelming me without feeling like there's not really a lot of downtime so point of all of that is to say when you start to feel like you don't have enough in your life it's because you're not aligned with your values it's because you're so focused on letting other people fill up your cup that you're not filling it for yourself so I feel that when I am working on myself and I'm focused on my personal growth, when I'm going to the gym, when I'm working on my school, when I'm working on my hobbies like editing my podcast, when I'm journaling, when I'm um, going on my walks and meditating, I don't feel that unfulfillment because I'm fulfilling, I'm filling my own cup. Of course, I crave connection and um, we all do as humans naturally, but I'm still getting that connection. I'm not isolating myself. I go to work. I chat with my coworkers. I go to school and I study. I'll study with a friend. So there's still ways that you can do it without um, 
taking away from your uh from your values and the things that you want to work on it's just when it gets to a point where you feel like you're doing things for other people when you're for example um sleep is important to me and I like to be in bed early but everything for some reason happens late at night I swear I'm an old person at heart because I love my early mornings and I love um like going to bed early but because I messed up my sleep schedule this past weekend I I was doing too much uh I went out you know I stayed up late and I hung out with some friends um and then I also which was that was a lot of fun the Friday night perfect okay that was enough for me for the weekend because I knew I had so much schoolwork to do and that I wanted to catch up on um because I'm going to a trip on a trip um in a couple weeks so I was like I need I have so much to get ahead on and that needs to be my priority but because I was in that anxious state and I wasn't feeling my best I was looking outward for other people to help fill my cup because I I forgot Sometimes we need reminders. Sometimes we need that one friend that tells us, hey, hey, remember, you told me that when you're in this state, I need to remind you to get back up and focus on that list. Like write down your values, like write down what your priorities are. And you look at that list and say, hey, I'm not feeling good. Let's look at the list and see what I'm missing. Did I get connection today? Mm, Okay. Did I go to the gym? Did I eat good? Did I sleep well? Did I like what did I do this week? Like let's assess our week and write down what's not working. So that weekend I went out the second night, Saturday night, and I had a friend over. The the day that I had with my friend, we is great. We were gabbing. We went to a coffee shop and then we went to um with a group. We went to this little concert thing. And as I was there, I just felt like why am I here? I like it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with them. It's just that I had so much stress of so much things that I wanted to do. And I felt like I was so satisfied with my day that it would have been nice if I went to sleep early and then I could go to wake up the, early in the morning. But these this is the second night a night. Um, this is the second night in a row that I'm going to sleep at 1 a.m. And I know how much work I'm going to have to do on Sunday. And I didn't even get it all done on Sunday. And I just like I felt angry. I was mad at myself. I was like, what am I doing? I had to assess that this feeling like whatever I was doing, it was not nothing. It wasn't filling my cup, you know, uh, drinking and going out is not going to avoid the issue. I know that when I have an urge to be like, hey there, it's me. If you could give me a five-star rating, I would really appreciate it. If you enjoy this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, it allows me to reach more people with my podcast. And if you know someone that would enjoy this episode, share with them. Share with the neighbor, share with the friend, share it with a coworker, share it with, you know, anybody that you think that would like this episode. Anyway, let's get back into the episode. When I have the urge to, you know, go out, um... And I have like this strong like push, like this need, like I need to do this. I need to hang out with people. I need to, that's when I know that something's wrong. That's when I know that 
I'm more anxious. So these are these are my personal like triggers or my personal warning signs. Everybody is different. We're not all the same. This may not be the same warning sign for you. You may not have any issues with that. But um, I just feel like when you feel like you're looking towards everybody, like when you're feeling, if you feel maybe maybe you are feeling the same symptoms as me. Maybe you feel more anxious. Maybe you feel more lonely. Maybe you like feel more down when you're in that in that state and you feel like nothing's going to work. Let's look at your value list. Let's look at how we can fill up our cup. And I I did an episode about this. So if you haven't checked that out, um, it's on my podcast. It's the grass is green where you water it. If you're focused on yourself, then you're going to be watering your grass. You're going to be growing it. Okay, she's going to be tall. You're not going to feel the need like you're missing something. So that's that's something that really clicked with me when I was listening to that episode because with Dr. Huberman and David Goggins because he was talking about how every single day he's waking up early he's he has his priority list and he does not feel like he's missing something because he talks to a lot of people who are you know um that have a lot of money that have a lot of stuff and they say I just feel like I'm missing something in my life. But David says that he doesn't feel like he's missing something. And you know why? Because every single day he's like working on his values and things that are important to him. He's getting up every single day and doing the hard things that he doesn't want to do. And sometimes that's not easy. Okay. Like he, I would say David Goggins is a very extreme example. I'm not saying like, let's go be like him. Um, I don't agree with everything that he says. I think that's a little too extreme for me personally. I, my goal is for the year of 2024 is to find balance and that's something that's important to me but a lot of what he's saying with the discipline is very important because when I'm in my mode of discipline when I was disciplined last year when I was doing the things that were on my priority list and value list I felt good I felt happy and I know sometimes it's hard in the winter we have seasonal depression and it's not it's not going to be exactly the same throughout the year and everyone goes through different challenges um so I understand that and I think that you know it's a case-by-case basis but if you feel like you know what I'm saying resonates with you at all then try it try it next time you feel bad next time you feel like someone else's cup like someone else you feel like your cup is being filled by the need of validation and attention from other people like you just have this urge to go out because you're trying to run away from something you just feel the need to distract like when I feel addicted to my tv like I have those periods I it's because I know that there's an emotion that I'm trying to like um push away when I feel like I can't sit in silence it's because I have like these thoughts that are racing in the back and I feel uncomfortable I don't even really like sometimes there's not even thoughts it's a feeling that I'm trying to like run away from and I don't even realize the thoughts because they're so pushed back in but um another interesting thing that you know uh Dr. Huberman was saying on this podcast he's a neuroscientist and he was saying there's new research done about the um anterior cingulate mid cingulate cortex let me just look that up to make sure i didn't mess that up okay so it's called the anterior mid cingulate cortex so it's a complicated term but it's essentially a part of your brain that researchers have found lights up when you um do things 
that you don't want to do specifically. Like let's say for example you get up to go to the gym. You don't want to go to gym. You feel that like strong pushback. Your anterior mid-cingulate cortex starts to like light up and it grows a little bit in size. So they've noticed and they found that people that live longer tend to have larger uh, mid anterior mid cingulate cortexes. People that are athletes have larger um, of that area. People that are more like, let's say, obese tend to have um, a smaller mid cingulate cortex. Like people that are like obese but like dieting and they don't want to diet, let's say, for example, they've noticed that your like for example your mid cingulate cortex would grow. I don't know if I'm articulating that well, but they're basically saying this part of your brain may uh, contribute to um your willpower to live and like just willpower in general. And I thought that was very interesting because if you think about the life of an athlete, every single day They are disciplined. They're getting up. They're eating the foods that they need to eat. They are going on the runs. They are doing the workouts. Like I can't imagine what it's like to live the life of an athlete, especially like if you're a student athlete, let's say, like you have to do all that on top of your coursework. I I think that would be so overwhelming. I think that's insane. I mean, I also work, so I don't know if I'd even have the capacity to work if I was an athlete and doing school. So that's obviously a whole different scenario. But I think that resonated with me because it's it's crazy how much um, people are looking to fulfill, you know, they're fulfill this like missing link in their life to find happiness um but everyone wants a quick fix and I don't think there is going to be a quick fix but this was the biggest thing that I've learned in 2023 is that every single day that I am doing things that I may I may not love because it's true. I like I I've no I, I was literally thinking about what he said and looking back at my life since I was 16. I remember I had this vision. You know, my motivation was I wanted to move out of my parents' house and I wanted to to do that. I needed to get good grades and go to college. That was always my motivator. I. I've motivated myself by, you know, waking up at 6 a.m., sometimes honestly 3 a.m. because I would do my makeup and I would go to school by 6 a.m. and get work done. I would work after school from like 4 to 11, not every day, uh, just like a few days a week, maybe 15 hours a week when I was in high school. And my my focus was school. My grades went from being in the 60s, 70s to grade 11 and 12. I graduated with honor roll and I got a business award. I graduated from high school with an like a scholarship as well and those two years like out of all my my education like elementary school high school whatever I never did as good as I did when I motivated myself in my grade 11 and 12 year and I kept that mindset with me all throughout college and I graduated with no debt and I just was focused I would work 30 hour weeks sometimes and and I did 
you know, six courses and I did a, and I finished a three-year diploma and I, you know, I looked for opportunities everywhere that I could. I started a business. I would try creative stuff. You know, you know, throughout this journey, I feel like I also like burnt out a lot, but I was just, you know, I was just figuring out how to make it work and I found a way to make it work at the time, but I, I didn't at the time have balance in my life. So I was a little, I was doing a little too much, but as I, continued this process I first I started working on my like education and then finance you have to take it one category at a time I don't think that you could fix all areas of your life or work on all areas of your life at one time so you have to choose one thing at a time so I built up a big sum of savings I can also do an episode on that if you guys are interested about how to save and how to be able to like build up different funds because I built a, a base so that I can move to Toronto and I I haven't really taken money from my parents since I was maybe 16. Like, I've always taken care of myself. I've lived on my own now for two years, and I live in Toronto, which is considered to be a little bit more expensive, but I have, like, a good savings, and, you know, I budget well to to be in the place that I am today. And, and, and it wasn't easy. No. Oh, my God. I remember when I was in college, there were times that I would just only spend, like, I was very frugal. I had to like get out, get out of that mindset because I wanted to have a little bit more balance. So it went from just trying to, you know, first I started working on education and my grades and then I started working on, you know, my finances and making sure I'm saving and, and getting, you know, the gist of that. And then I went through a period when I was learning how to invest and how to build wealth. And then I went through a period. Um, so like these are the, like, the steps I've been taking. And then I went into therapy and I started working on my mental health and my anxiety and now I'm working on my ADHD and I'm working on my like now that I'm in university in my second program I'm excelling a lot because I understand how to manage my emotional dysregulation and how to manage my sporadic um feelings to to be able to be more centered how to create focus in my life without depending on a medication I mean okay that's a lie because I'm (laughs) on antidepressants but like without you know how how to rely on myself and how to trust myself I'm actually I'm I'm thinking about doing another episode on that so stay tuned if you're interested on how to trust yourself because I know that that's something that's so common among people in your 20s and I struggled with that for a long long time and I still sometimes struggle with it but I am I worked through therapy and now I feel that since I'm learning psychology, it's all of it's clicking together. Like I go to my therapy sessions and I say, wow, I know the biology and I understand where I'm going. Like I understand why this is happening. It's just taking it into action. And so there's still more things that I want to work on, which is now um, my cyclicalness of life. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to this, but I feel like when I pick up habits, I can pick it up and do it intensely and hyper focus for months, sometimes even a year. And then the minute that that habit breaks, all everything just kind of crumbles because it takes a long time to form a habit, but it takes seconds Okay, maybe not seconds. It's very easy to break a habit the minute that you stop doing it. And once you stop doing it, you make excuses for yourself. So that's something that I'm working on. And I'm here to tell you 
let's get rid of those excuses and let's be easy on ourselves when we do take a break or a day off and we feel like we're out of our cycle but we can get back to that cycle we can get back to that I I feel like I'm more fulfilled and my cup is more um, I'm not looking to other people to fill my cup when I'm focused on myself, when I am on my grind, when I have my own purpose. I'm not worried about what everyone else is doing. And I'm just you you're you're a more happier version of yourself. Um and that's one of the things that I realized. So I thought it was really cool to learn about how that's impl- like they're doing more research on uh, this part of your brain that is like new. Uh, that they've discovered might link to that but that just gave me more fuel and ammo ammo to say hey you know what I'm gonna do more things that I don't like and you know why because it's gonna get easier and easier and over light like over my time I've built resilience because I've been doing things that I didn't like every single day um, for a long time and it becomes um, like it becomes a way of you think like believing in yourself So now that I've done all those things, what's stopping me from doing something else? So one example I have is in school, I always just thought I was bad at science and biology. And honestly, I also always thought I was bad at school. But it's been proving to me that, you know, recently I got some grades back for an essay and a midterm for my Italian cultures class. I got a 95 on my midterm and a 91 on my essay and I was shocked I I talked to my teacher and I honestly thought that she got the numbers wrong <laughs> and um I think it's because I finally have the tools to manage my dysregulation to manage all the things that I struggled with I have the proper tools especially since discovering that I have ADHD and working with a learning strategist and working with an ADHD like I feel like like medication can only like I feel like it's more like a crutch and it doesn't really do anything because when I first got diagnosed um I I'm going to talk about this more in another episode but when I did get diagnosed they gave me medication right away that's not going to do anything for you you know what's going to do something for you behavioral modification changing your habits changing your mindset doing the things every single day to um, make yourself a better version of yourself and I just like something in me just clicked and I felt passionate I needed to share with you guys today Um, and if you're you know, honestly, if you're down in the dumps, if you feel like you're having a hard time, just like take one step at a time. Okay. If you feel like you can't run, then start by walking. If you feel like it's too challenging, break it down. One thing at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself. Like do not try and change everything one step at a time. Like it, you you lay like a one thing that he said David Goggins was that you know you have to lay the foundation do a brick by brick um something that I heard the other day was um Rome wasn't built in a day it was not but every single day they were laying bricks so that's kind of how I like to look at this and consistency is key with everything um so that's going to be one of my goals and I hope that you know, we, we can do this together. If you're struggling, like we can motivate each other. Um, it's not perfect. It's not easy, but I know that we can do it. I believe in you and I believe in myself. If there's something that you want to change, you can change it. It's one of the reasons why I feel like when it comes to um, addiction, like people that are addicted to drugs, 
I mean, okay, it depends on the drug. Opioids, I think maybe alcoholism would be a little bit easier, but um, to, like, explain, it's like, if, if someone wants, okay, maybe let's not use drugs. <laughs> um, if you wanted to quit a habit, then you would. Like, that's why they say, like, there's a saying, if you, if they wanted to, they would. You can't change someone else's mind. You can't motivate them. If they don't want to do it, that's their mind stopping them. And if you, like, the only thing you can do is, is focus on yourself. You can't change the people around you, you know? Like, and if, and and if that bothers you, then you don't have to surround yourself with that, you know? The people around you influence you and impact your life. So you need to surround yourself with people that are going to motivate you, that are going to give you love, that are going to align with your goals and your values. And, I'm going to, like, honestly, you have different friends for different things. I also am going to talk about this in another episode because um, you can't get everything from one person. But that's pretty much all I have to say on this topic. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I was so happy to talk about this. I just feel so passionate about it, and I'm going to be implementing it in the next uh in the next upcoming time. Uh, I know tonight I have some assignments that I want to finish, but I am going to the gym. Yesterday, I was sitting at my desk all day and I still went on my 20 minute walk at the end of the day and I motivated myself by calling a friend. There's little things that you can do if you feel like it's too hard um, and you don't want to do it. Just like swing your leg over. Just get up. Splash water in the in your face. Call a friend. I called a friend and said, I need motivation. I'm going to call you and we're going to do this together. And if you make me do it, I'm going to do it. Like little hacks, like to get me to go on a walk, I will literally go to a walk to a coffee shop. I, I will go do an activity or reward myself with something after because I know it's waiting for me. So you know yourself best. You know how to motivate. You, you know the things that you like and you can use that as uh, a way of motivating yourself. So I hope you guys have an amazing day and week. I will see you in the next episode, but don't forget to give me a five-star rating because it really helps. And uh, if you enjoyed my episode, if you enjoyed my podcast, uh, but I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.